Brennan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you're listening to Music You're Missing. That song you just heard is Remember Why You Fell in Love by Nashville-based artist Natalie Madigan. We're going to get her on the line in just a minute, but first, welcome to the new season of Music You're Missing. If you're new here, uh, Devin's zooming in because she is on tour. (laughs) Where are you, Devin? I am currently in the beautiful Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, So I'm just going to be zooming in for a few episodes. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, this will be our first time actually doing this. It might be awful, but hey, come with us. It already already started off bad. (laughs) You knew us. You should not be surprised. Uh, Anyways, we're doing things a little bit different this season. Every artist you hear will be an actual independent artists. In the past, we brought you some label signees, but we really wanted to support some unsigned talent this season. So everyone on our coinciding Spotify playlist, as well as the podcast, will be an actual independent artist. And one more announcement before we get Natalie on the line. We got merch. If you want to support the show, head over to Instagram at Music You're Missing and click the link in our bio to browse our merchandise. They're absolutely drippy and fair warning, they run a bit small, so size up. All right, enough of that. Let's get Natalie Madigan on the line. Hey, Natalie, how's it going? Cannot complain, just living the dream. And well, <laughs> I wish you could say the same. I it's funny because all of our podcast episodes start off like, "Oh my God, we're so crazy!" But today was arguably one of the craziest days. Um, Devin, why are you zooming in? G- g- give us I- some context here. I am Zooming because I'm on tour with Guns N' Roses, so I'm currently in Atlantic City, New Jersey, in a casino, so I'm (laughs) avoiding going outside. Uh, And Natalie, you're in Tennessee, yeah? Yeah, I'm in Nashville. And originally from Murfreesboro? Yes, the the grand city of the dirty borough. (laughs) So as someone who like knows absolutely nothing about geography, specifically Tennessee, is that like, are they far from each other? No, it's like 45 minutes. Okay, cool. So did you, you still like have family connections? I assume you're not doing the whole thing solo. Yeah. Mom and dad are, are just down the road. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Although I'm, as someone who did the leaving the parents thing and then like came back to them, sometimes it's a little too nice. (laughs) <laughs> I was in college I did like two years outside of home and then I was like I went to college in Murfreesboro at MTSU so I was like why am I paying rent mm. to live in the city that my parents live in so so went back home for two years and then moved to Nashville so here I am hey so you oh, sorry. kind of you've kind of been in Nashville like your whole life In the past, like, five years, I feel like it's really taken off. Like, how do you feel about it? Because, like, I know so many people from Nashville who are so annoyed that it's, like, 100 people moving there every day. Like, yeah, I don't know. In a lot of ways, I love it. Um, I think specifically for my genre, it's a really good thing that Nashville is growing and Nashville, like, pop music and like indie pop and even like R&B hip hop soul is like booming in Nashville. It's a very underground scene, but like a lot of people are moving here for that. And so I love it because there's a lot more like writing opportunities and 
show opportunities that aren't country-based and just stuff like that. So I love that aspect of it, but the traffic and like just all the other things that come with, you know, a big city becoming even bigger. Um, that has been a little rough. It was crazy. Like COVID, you know, lockdown especially was actually really nice. (laughs) Like not that we were going anywhere anyways, but like there was nobody on the roads up until probably like January, February, it was like, Rush hour just wasn't even a thing. It was yeah. really nice. Um, yeah. Everybody's just been working from home. and But, yeah, now it's kind of back, and it's, like, that four to, like, seven range is, like, I'm just not – I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not driving. Yeah, it's crazy. I was literally there at the end of May, and it was kind of just, like, starting to pick up, like, touristy. Yeah. And then we launched a tour in um, July there, and it was just – insane like full-blown people i've like it was back in full swing which was kind of crazy yeah and we're, we're from the east coast so we really like went a while without having that <laughs> yeah wild i mean broadway it was like you you go on broadway and covid just never happened there like it was i have not been to broadway <laughs> for the best like, I feel like you just like, but it's just with COVID and everything, it's like, you even just drive it through that area and you're like, Ugh, I feel like I just got COVID. Like, <laughs> it's so bad, but it's fun when, when, you know, when we're not in a pandemic, but um, yeah, that, that area is, it just never, never shut down, but we're in the South. So it's, it's hard with with uh like mask mandates and everything it's just it's rough um (laughs) but yeah no overall though like I love um I love being here it's a really great place for creating and writing especially um I think my music is very lyric based um so it's a really good city to be in if you're trying to focus on that and be surrounded by people that can help you grow lyrically um so I really enjoyed being here through all the growth and everything. Definitely. I think you can really see like your sonic and like lyrical growth through the work that you have out now as well. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, you're saying that Nashville is changing, but it seems as if like it really did influence your sound. Yeah. I mean, I think that my lyrics are much more inspired by like folk and indie and even some like country like music um as opposed to pop i think my melodies are way more pop driven but my lyrics are very inspired by just local artists here and um there's some really really just like underrated artists and bands here that have inspired me a lot and um yeah i think it it has definitely just like being here has shaped who i am musically and would you would you put yourself in the the category as one of those underrated artists? Um, probably yeah. <laughs> yes, I, no. You. I feel like I have to put that mark where I'm like, you know, I still feel like my stuff is kind of like underground, you know. No, and I, I definitely agree with you. And not uh, that was rude, but <laughs> I understand where you're coming <laughs> from um, because, I, like, genuinely. You're 
uh, from a business perspective and just like as a, a consumer, your sound and your branding is just like so amazing. Like I would have thought you were like a signed vet or something like that. That's why it, it really blows my mind that like, I, I think, um, put the light back. I was looking at the streams of that and I was like, no, like I thought that would have like millions of streams. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I'm not signed. I, I'm with a publishing company here in Nashville called Endurance. Um, but yeah, so they're kind of like, aside from the normal publishing thing, um, like acting as my team, I don't have like management or booking or label or anything. I just kind of been doing everything by myself, mostly because I'm a perfectionist and I like to like run the show with my stuff. But um, <laughs> our, our producer just gave me the death glare when you said perfectionist as if like he was relating that back to me. <laughs> Because you are, Brendan. I've well, never, you guys would be great together because <laughs> Brendan is like, you should have seen him. We're doing this like campaign thing for Red Sox, for Maroon 5 tickets. And this man trying to figure out which side our logo would go on. <laughs> like five minutes going back and forth. And I was like, Brendan, I'm, you're making me nauseous. And this is so. Okay. But hear me out, Natalie. I'm sure you can relate to this. You know, the stuff that you put out, Specifically, I mean, more so you. You have like really vulnerable lyrics and, and it's very much so you. Whenever you share anything with the world, like to the masses, I want it to be perfect. I want it to represent me as best as possible. Totally. Yeah, I think I'm like, I've had to learn how to like delegate though and get mm -hmm. I'm slowly like this year has been um, kind of dedicated to just getting like a branding team around me and getting like creatives that can see my vision and kind of like put it, you know, bring some life to it. So that's been like something hard for me, but it's been very cool and rewarding to just like find those few people that are like, they get it and I can trust them. And like right now we're working on a music video for remember why you fell in love and literally just had a meeting before this, like, with all the treatments and the visuals and I'm like super excited for it. But we were talking about that. Just like, that's like my first music video I've made. I think just cause I've never had people surrounding me that I'm like, Oh, this is like, they get it. Like they're going to like everything that I'm thinking, they're going to turn that into like reality, you know? That's so important too, to have a team that you can trust to be able to like execute that. <laughs> that I guess that also goes with the fact of being a perfectionist is like allowing yourself to have relationships where you can actually start delegating. Yes. Sorry. My dog is beside me and he just dropped his bone and he's like the laziest. Like he's just looking at me like, are you going <laughs> to. <laughs> um, That's so cute. But yeah, he's been my little like secretary today for zoom calls. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's just like, always been super important to me even just like with friends and stuff to like surround myself with people that just kind of on that same wavelength and people I trust and you know have that mutual kind of like caring relationship you know regardless of whether it's friendships or business or whatever and I'm very lucky like my publishing company is very it's very boutique and um it's just cool like being surrounded by people that care and um like want to execute my visions the way that i'm kind of seeing them in my mm -hmm. head you know 
That is uh, pretty interesting because I, I found like through your lyrics, specifically like just because it glitters, there's like a common theme of not the struggle, but like with the potential struggle of like becoming famous or like really having success and maybe it not being what you want it to be or maybe you're like kind of uh, attracted to the wrong things. Like as you grow, I mean, because your career is currently growing, like have you felt that pressure yet? Yeah, I think that's something that's always in the back of my mind because I have, you know, the one side of me that has always wanted music and wanted to be performing and touring and doing it all, like just being a creative. And then there's the side of me that is very much a homebody and I love all my little comfort things. Like, you know, I just like... I also just like alone time. Um, oh, yeah. So I think that that's like the constant like push and pull of the two sides of my brain is like being a very, very like driven and motivated person and always having like a to-do list and like, here are my goals for this week. Here's my goal. Like, I want to do this. I want to like overworking myself, but then kind of like wanting to be able to come home to all my little, my little comfort things, like my dog and my boyfriend and my family. And so, yeah, like that has definitely, um, taken a lot of space, like in my writing and in my songs. Um, and also just like, I'm constantly overthinking life and every, everything about it. <laughs> like, so I think that that's just kind of like, at this point, that's like my brand lyrically is just like, I'm just kind of saying everything that my brain thinks about all the time, <laughs> like overthinking, um, like I said, pretty much just everything, like every little detail of life. Like, why is it like this though? Like, why do I feel this way? Like, why does this person feel this way when this thing happens or, you know, so. You know, you're obviously having a moment with remember why you fell in love. That wasn't your first track, though, that you promoted on TikTok, but it was definitely the one that stuck the most. Why do you think so many people like resonated with it? Um, I think that was like, that's been the song, the most personal song I've released as far as like it being a relationship based song. A lot, all my songs are personal, but they're more like, my internal dialogue about like day-to-day -day life. And I think that people love a good relationship song. <laughs> and I think that that one for me was just so personal, personal. And like, I think it's an idea that a lot of people can resonate with. Um, Cause I think more people, more people than I realized, cause like I wrote that song close to four years ago and at the time I was like, man, I feel like I'm the only person that's like ever experienced this feeling or like, well, it was the first time I'd ever experienced that feeling of just feeling like somebody like had fallen out of love with you. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it was just like a very foreign feeling to me. And I was like trying to process it, like comments that people have left on TikTok and stuff. It's a much more universal feeling than I like recognized at the time of me writing it, I think. Um, 
yeah I don't know I think that there was like a piece of like ego in that song too like at the time when I was writing it I was like how could somebody not be in love with me <laughs> like <laughs> what's happening here like I'm awesome you know like those like thoughts that like go through your head when you're like going through a breakup or whatever and you're like wait a second like what's going on here and so I think a lot of that just kind of like ego feeling resonates with people though because like I think that that's like a very common thought like when people are going through breakups it's like Mm -hmm. breaking up with me like wait why (laughs) what did I do (laughs) like but not even you know what I mean yeah yeah, just like when you feel like you've done everything right for a person and then they're like well you know just that realization of like well maybe this isn't going to play out the way that I had it playing out in my head you know um, so I'm I think that, guilty of that a lot, especially yeah. like the beginning stages. I will create fake stories in my head and like forget Und- that they're not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I think that that song just stemmed from like all of those emotions and that being like my first, like big, big, like kind of heartbreak. And just like, it was, I don't know, that song was just kind of like a out of desperation, like, like that the hook was like you know does it make you remember why you fell in love like please like what like why don't you feel that way anymore it's kind of like what I was getting at with that and yeah I just think that that has resonated with more people than I like expected it to at the mm-hmm. time of like, writing it you know and what made you finally release it after however many years um so I actually released it in 2020 with the album Mm -hmm. and and yeah it was just something uh that album what it's like to be known was really just me kind of like finding my voice and figuring out I don't know I felt like I wrote here's the one downside to Nashville I feel like when you're first starting to write you write with everybody and that's very encouraged here is just write with everybody connect with everybody like you just met them, schedule a ride. Like, and you don't even like know these people. And then, so for me, like, it was very, very beneficial um, in the sense that like, I learned how to write music. Um, and I really honestly did not know how to write a song before that, but got to a point where like everything I was writing just didn't, just sounded like somebody else. Like it sounded like we went into a room with an objective to write a song about X, Y, Z. And there was no like emotion behind it. So 2018 to 2019, I literally spent an entire year not writing with anybody. I just wrote by myself. Um, And that's where the majority of those album songs came from. So I just felt like that song in particular was just so like essential to that album because it was one of the first songs I had written that I was like, this is me. Like, this is what I want to say. This is how I want to say it. Like a lot of those songs, um, felt that way, but, um, yeah, that, that song in particular, I was like, I have to, I got to release this. And, uh, yeah, I think I've just since then still kind of shaping and solidifying, like honing in on what's my sound, what exactly like, like what's my brand here. And you can hear it as you listen through, um, the projects and, I'm working on like a new, a new EP for 2022. And 
I think this one is the one that's like really solidifying like all the different things that I've kind of tried out in different tracks and like kind of bringing it under one umbrella of like, this is Natalie's sound, you know? Is this separate of the acoustic EP? Is this like a, a different yeah. EP? Yeah. So that's separate. Um, I'm super excited. So yeah, working on the acoustic EP, this is, it's going to be a busy fall because I'm <laughs> tracking and like I'm producing the EP and then working on the music video i'm playing pilgrimage festival at the end of september it's there's a lot going on a lot of moving pieces but excited that festival you, oh sorry go on Devin. yeah like how are you preparing for the festival Twenty-seven thousand people attended it uh, <laughs> whatever the last date it was had before covid so uh yeah. some pressure i'm super excited um prepping with a lot of rehearsals um so something i was talking about earlier have kind of been pulling like a branding team together um there's a girl here in town named maggie mahaffey who is so talented and she's a designer and something i'm super like passionate about is upcycling and having like upcycled fashion and thrifting literally everything that i own is thrifted and it's just like like better for the environment and I think it's way cooler has a lot more like personality to it so we are working on I thrifted this piece from Iguana Vintage in LA I don't know if you guys have ever been there but um it is literally just like straight out of like 70s 80s disco it is like a disco suit and it looks so like bad currently <laughs> but we're tailoring it and we're like she's making it very you know cropping the top up and just making it very like cool and so that's that's one thing that we're doing to prep for pilgrimage is like getting this fit ready and I'm excited because it's all all thrifted and also that's like a local business and eventually working on getting like a small line um, I have a song called Nostalgia's Muse so I'm trying to like do a like a merch line called Nostalgia's News and then it's NM as the initials and everything's going to be upcycled. I think we're going to start with jackets and having like lyrics down the arms and stuff like that. But this pilgrimage fit will be kind of like the first like run of like doing a fully upcycled fit for a show, you know? That's such an amazing point to be in your career right now. I feel like that is such like a, a like a ladder moment, like whatever on the ladder to success like i feel like being able to design a fit for twenty-seven thousand people that's that's really cool i'm really really pumped for it and yeah like i said just excited to have people surrounding me that are excited about what i'm excited about you know <laughs> you also had a bunch of people uh excited about you for something beyond your music um your burping skills <laughs> we were doing our research like we were going back like looking in uh obviously to like you know what we do wow what the hell am i saying we were like these likes come from on her tiktok <laughs> well no because we saw it i had seen that like a while ago but the funniest thing is I don't, I don't even know if you remember this there was an interview that you did from like 2018 and yeah. they were like, what are you good at? And you were like, burping. And I was like, that is funny. She, She's really, you know, she stuck true to that. I have a brand, that's for sure. <laughs> burping and nostalgia. So did any of that, like, views or success, like, did that translate to your music? 
do it. Did any of like the 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 burp success? Did that translate to streams or follows or anything? No, man. <laughs> that video has like two million views, and I got like maybe like two thousand followers from it, which is like not a lot considering the view and the like yeah. count. People were just like, "I don't want to follow this chick," but <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was funny. Everybody like everybody in my life just knows that I have like acid reflux, so. I just, I do in person, just, I burp a lot and it's just something people have to get over if they're friends with me. And so that was just a very, very, very on brand thing to, to go viral. Um, but yeah, no, did not translate (laughs) to many streams or anything like that, but rightfully so. (laughs) I I, I mean, you were on the piano. I was like, I would have been like, okay, maybe she's a singer. Let me check it out. Uh, sorry, we, we're definitely going to let you go soon so you can listen to a bunch of those albums. But I do want to talk about your track, Put the Light Back. I know that you get off on all the worst to me. I traded up and cut all of the dice. I put the light back in my eyes. Mostly because I'm in that moment right now. I'm experiencing that moment of the song in my life where I was like, didn't realize I was like, okay, it was kind of on a little downward spiral. But now I'm like, I'm on the way up. And like, when I listen to that song, Windows Down, I'm like, okay. I understand. I'm wondering, like, what was the moment that you had where you're like, okay, the light, she's back on. She's ready. You know, it's funny. I had been through just like a rough, just emotionally rough time, pretty much like most of 2019. And then I was touring with So Far Sounds um, with my best friend Jordan. And everything was good. Like, life was just good. And I'd had that idea, like the line, put the light back, um, just kind of in the back of my head. I feel like that's where most of my songs come from. It's just like things just repeat in my head a lot. And actually the first like month of lockdown was pretty awesome. I hate to say that, but like, it was pretty great. I a hundred percent had the same experience. So I understand. Like, I lived in Green Hills in Nashville, which was like, it's just a very, very beautiful area. We were, I was taking like four or five walks a day. It honestly just felt like being on summer vacation. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just like this feeling of like, well, nobody is doing anything right now. So I don't have to have this constant pressure of like feeling the need to be productive. And that is kind of where that song came from. It's just like this like breath of fresh air of like, okay, I'm going to breathe for a little bit. And then I wrote that and the rest of 2020 was, was pretty bad, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but it came out, you know, 2021, like where everything is kind of like came out at a time where the vaccine came out and like, you know, life is starting to open back up, even though I know we're kind of taking a little dip right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's funny that I like wrote that and then kind of ended up being back in a dark place for another like <laughs> full bit. Just I think everybody was this past year, but um, yeah, I think it came out at a time that where a lot of people were feeling like, oh my god, everything's gonna be okay, like the world is okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where that song came from for me, and I still like um, kind of go back to that feeling of 
like I think I'm having that feeling again right now where like finally everything kind of feels normal again and I'm actually like hanging out with people and doing normal things that are healthy for human beings. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I definitely understand that. I think like the doing healthy things is really what always gets me in that place. Like I always like, I'll be like, hmm, why do I feel bad? I'm like, maybe because all I do is like sit around and eat all day and I don't do anything. <laughs> like maybe go to the gym, like mix in a water, like, and then all of a sudden you're cured. One cup, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I've been talking about this with people. Like, I don't remember the last year. Like, it's crazy. I feel like I just blacked out and here I am. And it's been a really weird process of like kind of recovering from that and, and like recognizing last year was rough, like all the things. And I was very, very fortunate to not, I never got COVID knock on wood. Um, I never like had anybody close to me that, you know, passed away or anything. So very, very fortunate. Um, But just the amount of things that our brains had to process in the last year with, you know, COVID just Black Lives Matter and all of it, you know, now it's Afghanistan. And there's just, there's so much that we, I think just kind of became numb to because we were so like, we were just in our house working on Zoom, looking at a screen all day and then like zoning out. Like for me, it was just like so much Netflix. Like nobody should ever watch that much Netflix ever (laughs) in their life. Like, and so I'm like looking back and I'm like, I, I really feel like I didn't start to process everything until like this summer. And now I feel like I'm coming back to that point of like, okay, things are like, I can go to the store. I can go like to a show, like those kind of like normalcies that are like refreshing and nice. And like, you know, it's, I'm having my put the light back moment again. <laughs> I'm but. so happy to hear that. But yeah, I mean, you're so right. Like we our livelihood, whether you're an artist or you work in the other side of things, it really was based off of live entertainment. And then when that got away, like not only were we missing out on the fun of concerts, but we we're all missing out on like the shit that we do because concerts exist, whether that be like our jobs or whatever. So I'm like, it was a big, like, at least for me, my work is a lot of my personality. I mean, you're a a whole ass brand. Like, you know, that your personality just gets stripped away and you're just expected to like know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And yeah, at the time, I think I really leaned into that homebody part of myself and was like, this is fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm just chilling with my dog 24 seven. has separation anxiety now. Like, You know, it was just in the moment I didn't recognize how like bad for my health that was. Um, And now that I'm having these like little things like senses of normalcy and everything, it's it's helped so much, you know. Heck yeah. I'm glad that you're you're at that spot because you definitely have a bunch of fun things on the horizon. What can you tell us? What's next? Okay, so we've got pilgrimage and then the acoustic ep is coming out at the end of october you heard it here first um and then the music video for remember why i fell in love and i've got the new ep i'm working on for 2022 and there are a couple other little things that will be sprinkled in there but that's kind of those are the main things that we're working towards right now 
Well, that's so exciting. I'm actually really happy to hear that's coming out late October. I feel like that's a acoustic music and like that just overall kind of vibe is what I want to be listening to. Like as the tides yeah. turn to November, if you will. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. All right. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for calling in. Genuinely, I've, I've been wanting to get you on the show ever since I discovered. I think <laughs> I think you I discovered you not even through TikTok either. It was through like Submit Hub um, and it was oh, Empath cool. that was submitted and it was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, I've been a fan ever since and I'm, I'm so stoked you got to chat with us. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me today. This has been fun. Love is in love.